Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we sit down with UJ Ramdes and Justine, I'm gonna say the last name, here we go, Justine Patantius. I hope I did that right, Justine. So uh, we're thrilled to sit down with him. Nick actually bumped into UJ at some different things he's a part of in the Toronto area. UJ put together two awesome products that we've used over the years, the Productivity Planner and the Five Minute Journal. And if you're not familiar with these, the Productivity Planner, it's basically like a notebook that assembles all the biggest productivity hacks that you've read about in different books. And it puts it into one place in a format where you can use them every day. It's a fantastic book. We've used it ourselves. We've given it out as gifts. Whenever I get off track, I, I seem to track down the productivity planner and it kind of sets me back on the right course. I was using a lot of things that are in that productivity planner, just kind of myself on index cards and stuff, but I really love the way they've put that together. And the five minute journal is, is basically a way to be grateful for your life in an organized way, I guess is the best way to say it. You know, if you've always heard to be grateful or say thank you for things um, and you're not doing it as a habit, the five minute journal really kind of structures that for you. I've used that over the years as well. I think he's he's sold off and he explains it on this episode, those products. Um, and he's now on the next phase of his journey with Justine. So we get an update from UJ. Really love talking about, you know, his journaling, his thinking, his meditation, absolutely enjoyed this episode. Really, really unique guy, deep thinker, fantastic. I think you will uh, enjoy it too. And if you are listening to this and you want to dive into the real estate investing world, you can check out a bunch of information on our website, rockstarinnercircle.com. And there you're going to find links to our YouTube videos, the free reports that we give out, the free digital copies of our books that we give out. You can register for our next investor training class, which is an introductory class for new investors. You can register for the next class there as well. That's all available to you at rockstarinnercircle.com. That's it with the intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live with UJ Ramdas. 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 UJ Ramdas and Justine Patantius. How do you say it? That's pretty good. Patantius. Patantius. Oh, no, it was brutal. You're being too kind. I was really messed that one well, up. Well, it's Patantius in Hungarian. So you Patanchus. gave it a little bit more of a. Patantius. That's pretty good. You try it. You try it. Tough. Yeah. Tough Hungarian. You would think with the Croatian, I could get that out, but it's not really, com it's not really flowing. But uh, anyway, pleasure to have you guys both here. Um, I don't even know how this came to be, but I just want to tell you something that, um, we just ran some Spotify stats. You don't even know this yet. And our podcast creates more content than 99% of the podcasts out there. Did you know that? We got to start cool. doing nine. We can tell up some time. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> that might be a negative. We got to slow it down. Well, the output is, a we've been consistent. Yeah. It's a pretty good indicator of, of progress. If, if you're iterating it seems like you guys are so yeah yeah geez but um so i don't know where to begin other than we were in the middle of a conversation with uj about you you were b born in india mm -hmm. and then you're you haven't done a podcast in a while because of why can you explain that yeah so i sold a business uh my business in 20 late 2019 and uh i used to do a lot of these podcast situations back then because we were i was selling product right selling the fiber journal talk to your planner, 
a few other products. And, uh, and so I just sold it and went straight into hermit mode. Um, met this lovely lady. Um, COVID happened. Where did you guys meet? Uh, met in India, actually. No way. Yeah. Justine, um, what were you doing in India? Meeting him. Oh, perfect answer. Okay. <laughs> this works. That is the correct answer right there. <laughs> yeah, it's a long story. But um, yeah, COVID happened and then everything went quiet. And uh, quiet is one of my favorite things. And so uh, went into hermit mode. And uh, somehow I ended up meeting Nick for one of, you know, during COVID at some point I was here and we figured out a time to meet. And it's like, you got to come out for a podcast. And we've been trying to get this date down for... Yeah, since COVID, two since years. Since COVID, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Finally did it, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I look, at, I look at you as like a thinker. So after um, when I met you, uh, you know, when I found out you were doing five-minute journal or you had done five-minute journal and productivity planner, I was like, oh my God, I, I know those tools. And I, I, I didn't dabble so much with the five-minute journal, but the productivity planner, I definitely did. And it was very useful and it was a way to take some things that people look at as complex and break it down into a simple format, which I think sometimes are like the most under, they're, they're the most valuable and most underappreciated things as well. Because people are like, well, it's so simple. Like, you know, that's, there's no value to that, right? It's, it, whereas I'm like, that's where the value is. Um, and I think some of the most kind of successful, I always go back to Rich Dad Poor Dad, that's one of the most successful books i think of all time i don't know like every person i know at least has read that i think the bible is probably up there the quran there's probably is that called a book is that like just a book i think so don't you have to like i think so let's not go with rich dad poor dad is the most popular book it's a great book the reason i use it as an example is because it takes a a topic that a lot of people look at as complicated money and it just simplifies it so well and i'm like that's why that thing is so popular because what else is it about that book there was nothing really groundbreaking there right so anyways, and that's why I was like, man, you the a thinker. We got to bring him on the podcast and, and, and see what's, what's going on in that head. Yeah, man. I love so, to think. <laughs> why, why did you start the Productivity Journal? Like that book is, a, that is, a, you've sold this now, I know, which I want to ask you more about. But that, where did, where is the impetus to put this together? Because a lot of the principles that you have in the Productivity Planner are some of the things that really changed our lives. Like I walked around with index cards with a bulldog clip, bulldog, bulldog yeah. one, on it uh, for years with Stephen Covey's four quadrants on it and writing down every day. Oh, yeah every day what is like urgent and important urgent and not important not important and eisenhower matrix is, called. is that what it's called yeah. thank you yeah. and it literally it gave me enough momentum with nick to change our lives yeah it's that, incredible stuff so so yeah where so first with the productivity planner i'm just super curious because i love that thing i know yeah. you sold it now so you probably are like done with it for the rest of life but uh no, I, I still i still use it i still appreciate it it's still valuable it's totally. awesome it's it's like a kid going off to, to university, and you, you still appreciate it. you still appreciate the growth. You just don't, you know, directly pro- profit from it. So, it's can you sales. describe it for everyone what it is first yeah. of all, and then how did you get to it? Yeah. So, the proxy planner is a simple one-page solution to getting your most important work done in the day. It's the easiest way I can describe it. And the way we got to it, we got to rewind a little bit because. We got to talk about the Feynman Journal because that's how it started. That was the first product that we actually created. And we created that, well, A, because I wanted to separate time from money, a freedom. And at the time, I was helping people change habits on a results-based approach. My whole life, I've been obsessed with how to get better reliably. Um, and I'm just shocked this is not more of an obsession for people. This is a, What else is there? I don't understand. 
Um, so this is what I was doing for work, and I was felt wonderful about the work I was doing, but I was getting paid an hour, hourly wage. Read the four-hour work week. It's one of those books. Incredible. Yeah. Mind-blowing book. And I realized this man understands what I'm trying to do with my life, <laughs> is I want to separate what my my intellectual capital and want to turn that into some kind of a product and then want to scale that up so I can relax and think more and meditate more. And so, uh, you know, I reconnected with an old friend, Alex Icon, um, who we became friends and over time we took many walks and realized we were passionate about very similar things and passionate about education, passionate about business, uh, realized the business was an absolute a wonderful way to make the world a better place and get freedom. Wow, was what an awesome situation. Let's go. And uh, and so we shook hands on the Feynman Journal. And basically I was seeing, um, gratitude was a big part of my life. I was doing this journaling practice since I was, I came to Canada. I came to Canada when I was 17, very hungry. Um, because I wanted to get out of India because India was not a thriving environment for me to do what I wanted to do. Why? Um, because I ask a lot of questions because I rethink assumptions and I don't place that much emphasis and authority. People, most people don't know what the hell they're talking about. So that's outside of the culture in India? Mm-hmm, it is. In that area of India or all of India? Mostly, mo- most India. Don't question authority. Yeah. Don't question the status quo. No, mm. it's not, it's not encouraged. Mm. Um, it's certainly not rewarded. Mm. And, uh, I'm... I just like to, to blaze my own road. I'd like to ask questions. I like to think unconventionally, act unconventionally. I like to use logic, which seems like a strange thing for most people. Yeah, a, especially as, right now. Yeah, you're way, <laughs> you're in the far spectrum of something. Yeah, the world yeah. doesn't believe it. No, no. Use emotions. <laughs> yeah. Please only use your emotional brain. Exactly. Okay. And, and so... I felt like the odd guy out using logic to make decisions, but I couldn't in my right mind do anything else. Because even though I felt strange, some part of me was like, wait, the math works though. The math, the Indians got the math, right? <laughs> they, so- <laughs> do. they do. We were just talking about that earlier. They do. We got the yeah. math. We're like, we got the logic. Yeah. So hold on. Um, and so I would tell me you're an engineer coming out of India as well. Are you? Not at all. No, oh, okay. no, no. Okay. I just, I just like to, to think clearly. Yeah. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. And so I decided, okay, uh, it makes sense. Like if India is not the place, I hope somewhere in the world is a place. And Friends was my introduction to North American culture. And, uh, and I realized, you know, through watching that show, I was like, okay, here's a place where people live by the results of their decisions in the long term. And I want to live in a place like that because I feel like my decisions in the long term can take me to a pretty good place. But India was not that place for me. So I thought it was America, but America, getting to America was more challenging. Getting to Canada was easier, immigration policies, et cetera. And, um, and so, you know, I, I decided to pursue higher education in Canada, which is basically my ticket to like getting into Canada and not getting the fuck out, basically, right? And uh, so you let me in. You're not getting rid of me now. No, yeah. no I'm going to get I'm, We're going to figure some shit yeah. out or I'm going to I'm going to do my best and I'm going to just, you know, head back when the, yeah. the bank account runs off, you know. So I was like, but I was 17. I'm, I can reload. I can come alone. I can figure stuff out. Just give me a chance. Damn it. So did you come for school initially? That was the, that was yeah. the excuse. OK. <laughs> yeah, yeah it still is the excuse. I mean, for, you know, that's a lot of people are coming as a foreign right? student. Then yes. probably yes. Ooh, expensive. No, I, I, no? A scholarship. 
Oh, awesome! You know, so it what, was awesome. what school? Where did you? What York did, University. And what was the scholarship for? Like, a it was, no, it was like dean's oh, kind of list. Yeah, no way. It was awesome. awesome. Yeah, awesome. It was a really cool. Uh, well, otherwise, I would not have been able to make it. Got it. You know, so I still remember the day I got it. Oh, I still remember that 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 email. I How jumped higher than I've ever fucking jumped in my life. Wow. Because <laughs> because that that made it real for me. Like Your I could fam- do it. Right. Family still in India then? Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. So they freaked out. You're leaving home. That's it. Kind of. Well, they were planning to come along like a few years later with immigration and such. It didn't work out for them because it was unfortunate with the immigration, okay. um, the, how immigration worked in India at the time. Uh, their applications got thrown out um, because for no fault of their own, just the way the shitty system was. Lost in the shuffle. Damn. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you get here. And then um, you, you're, you're at York University, you finish York University, you go into the co- corporate Canada, maybe? Not at all. Well, I, I interned at uh, CTV for a few uh, a semester uh, when I was working, when I was at York, and I realized this is not for me. Whew. That was a great way to know what is not for you. Well, if you're asking questions, they're oh, yeah. just, just listen to yeah. us and do it this way. Stop asking questions. Yeah, you're basically a problem child. Yeah. Yeah, get our, get, <laughs> exactly. You are the problem. Okay, exactly. You're asking questions exactly. of the system <laughs> that you're operating in. It's not How dare work. you? It's not going to work. So I realized, uh, and, and the other thing is I really like time. Time is a wonderful thing. And I was shocked that they had two weeks of vacation. <laughs> I know, right? What? Oh, my God. Hold on. And, and, and here's the best part. If you stay for seven years, you get three. <laughs> Gosh. That's payoff. Yeah. That is a, wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so. North uh, America in general has like, the, the, I don't know. There's just, it's like a melting pot, which is kind of cool of so many people from so, so many different areas of the world, which is cool. Nick and I exist because of North America and Toronto, right? Yeah. Scottish mother, Croatian father, just not going to happen really anywhere else other than <laughs> Toronto. But but at the same time, it's you have all these different backgrounds here, but there's just like no culture. It's just like work, a little bit of vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, when we go over to Croatia and see some relatives... The, you know, people are singing and there's like songs that bind everybody together and grown, you know, grown adults are singing with the kids and there's songs that represent two and 300 years of history. And there's just different national holidays and people are kind of living, but not, not working to live. You Here, know, if you're out, out having a meal or a couple of drinks in a bar and you start singing, everyone's just like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's just, um. It's just so different. It's and so, different. so, yeah, to see those two weeks of vacation and then maybe if you're lucky, get three. Can like, be, this is hilarious. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. This is like such a, um, I would say, antithetical to my yeah. my nature. Uh, this is not going to fall. So what then? Um, I basically was working at a, at a clinic to help. I had a couple of jobs in marketing, sales, one of the early ones you get just to, sure. when you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and you realize quickly what you're good at, what you're not good at. And uh, I was good at solving problems. And I can talk to people, but people really not, I'm not a huge people person. I can't talk to people like 10 hours a day and still feel energetic. It's not my thing. Um, so I started, uh, a buddy of mine still does actually has a clinic downtown Toronto called the Morpheus Clinic, where uh, he helps people change habits on a results-based approach. And... Um, I was young, but I was curious and I was very good at solving problems. And so, and a behavior was a strength, like cognitive science and marketing was kind of what I studied. And uh, 
huge interest in applied behavioral um, design and um, hypnosis in NLP and CBT. And, uh, and so I was helping people change habits on a results-based approach. And uh, that was a lot of fun. That was just amazing. Uh, I'm still very thankful to, for, for the time I had there and for the many people I worked with. NLP is a term I haven't heard in a, a, a long, feel like a long time. time. Yeah. yeah. Tony yeah. Robbins world, Tony mm-hmm. Robbins time. It's probably still around. It's just yeah. that it just hasn't, it yeah. just hasn't caught my attention. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot about, about it. Yeah. Basically communication that works, communication mm-hmm. that helps change behavior on a reliable approach. And, and the, the, the good news is the last 20, 30 years, we have a good amount of research on what works and what doesn't when it comes to behavior. And so a lot of what I learned in the clinic working with people one-on-one, what my favorite part of, of that job was I was young, I was curious, I had no psychological qualifications other than my bachelor's degree. And that was really to my advantage because a lot of people who came into the door, they had been to psychiatrists, psychologists, the whole system, and they didn't know what the hell to do because the system had really failed them. And you would have people coming in with phobias, coming in with all kinds of interesting things. Just like the, the stuff people, the average person struggles with, or even the non-average person struggles mentally and physically, the confidence, anxiety, I saw it all. You know, and I was I was there to help them on a results based kind of four to six week approach to make a real dent in this. I'm not the guy you want to talk to for years and years. I want to solve your stuff. I want to put a bow on it and I want you to move sustainably forward. And so the cool part about that, I learned what works and what doesn't really quickly because the the clinic also had a money back kind of results get based guarantee. So I had to be good at what I did or else I wouldn't eat. That's a really good, to me, I love eating what you kill. Mm-hmm. Just as a general principle. And obviously your business is built around that. But didn't you find it challenging? Because most people I find want, you know, in, in so many of, of, of self-improvement categories are really and way more categories than that. But they want instant gratification. They don't, to do the work, like everyone wants the fat loss pill. You know, very few people want to get up and go to the gym every day or go for walks outside and watch their diet, you know, that whole thing. So don't you, did, wasn't there challenges with the people when you kind of were going through that? Like there must well, have been a segment of the population that was just like they wanted it immediately now. Maybe you guys weren't selling to them so it wasn't a problem. Yeah, so the, the, typically they're paying about 160 to at this point probably 200 bucks an hour. Right. So people are paying. They're committed. They're, they understand, okay, this is shit. This is going to take some work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're probably not happy about it, but they're, they understand that the, the wishful thinking, you, really, you, you don't really deal very much with that because, A, I'm also like a tell, tell it to your face kind of guy, and they're paying me. So I'd rather tell it to your face right away. And, and, and as soon as you meet them, the first time you meet someone, it's like a 30-minute assessment to see if this is a good fit. If it's not a good fit, then you either refer them out or say sorry, you know. Um, but in 30 minutes, you get a good sense of, okay, like wh- where is this person really at? Yeah. What, what are the metrics for what, where they need to get from where they are to where they need to be? Is this reasonable? Is this not reasonable? Uh, what have they done with beha- behavior change in the past? What are, what are they capable of doing without my assistance? And so like with my assistance, where does it make sense for them to be? So that's my, that's what I'm thinking about when, when someone's coming to the door 
and saying, okay, I want to do this. I want to do that. And so I'll just say, like, that's unreasonable. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, w- w- this is not within the realm of, of possibility here. Let's, let's, let's deal with reality. I love the, the term respect reality. So, um, and it was that experience there that then segued you, like working with those people gave you like, hey, there seems to be a gap or the journaling practice, that combined with your journaling practice was like, hey, I think people can benefit from this. Well, the first, first thing I realized was, holy shit, the system was fucked. Why, why, why? Because I was, okay, I was 23, 24 maybe. Yeah. And I was actually making a difference, which I was very thankful mm-hmm. for. Because when I started out, I'm like, I have no idea if I'm going to be able to do this properly. But then later, about the second year that I was working, I was like, wow. Like the, 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 the reliability in which I was able to help people. And, and the, when people asked me to refer them out, if, if, let's say I was full for the days I was there and I, couldn't, I didn't have any more um, time, I didn't have anyone to refer me to because there was no one I trusted and I knew people to like, I knew people who, that did the work, but, but I trusted to really work with them behaviorally to get them from where they were to where they were. Like, I just figured it out because I, I read a lot, I think a lot, and I just make stuff up as I go. What, what were the common things you found yourself telling people over and over again? I'm curious. There must have been something you're like, I can't believe I'm yeah. saying this again. Well, the gratitude journaling is a big piece of it okay. because the, the, the research on that is so simple. Mm. They talk about it, right? A few minutes of yeah. writing down what you're really thankful for, what's good in your life every day over time. If even you do that for about three or four weeks, in the research, six months later, you can see a difference in their self-assessment. They've forgotten they even did it. Mm -hmm. And you can still see it. I found that with the five-minute journal that I only needed to use it. I had to pull it out. You know, for whatever reason around New Year, I'd always want like a fresh one. I don't know. That's just maybe me. But then if I was, if it was, yeah, yeah, I guess. And, it, and if I was in a jam, I would have to use it for maybe two to four, five weeks. And then it re-stabilized me and I didn't need to use it anymore. It's kind of like I wanted to use it, but I was just in such a good place that it just kind of drifted from a habitual thing that is probably bad to admit, but it always, I looked at it always as a tool to recenter me. Like yeah. if I'm off center do the five minute journal, have that gratitude practice. And I also found that the evening gratitude practice, which I had never done before, because for years before the five minute journal, I would get up in the morning and uh, journal and think and just kind of scheme, although that has a bad connotation to it. I thought scheme. Strategize. Strategize. Okay, that's probably better. <laughs> scheme. <laughs> um, strategize. <laughs> the, I had never done an evening kind of gratitude habit. And I found the evening one really beneficial, like just going b- before bed, because often you're so pissed off at the end of the day, sorry, with dealing with shit that, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to just kind of re-center yourself around what you're grateful for before you go to bed. Found that very powerful. Yeah. No, it really, the, the, the book ending the day, you know, in the morning, the, the, the few minutes, and then the right before you go to bed, a few minutes is really, really powerful. The, the research is really strong on it. And so... And I had a journaling practice since I was 17 as soon as I came here because someone told me that if you keep track of your goals and you write down the things that that you did well that moved you towards the goals 
you'd make more money. And at 17. And what was that practice like for you? Was that in the morning when you woke up throughout no. the day? That practice was actually at night. Okay. So and before you went to bed, what, went to what bed. did you journal? What did you do? Yeah. So I, I, I wrote down, I, so this is like, I still have like journals and journals at home. Boxes and boxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah journals at like, home. Yeah. I got to deal with the damn boxes. You know? <laughs> so let's throw these boxes out. You just like, no. No, that's like the yeah, most yeah, valuable. Yeah, yeah, so valuable sure. yeah, to understand totally. yes. the journey and yeah. where you came yeah. from and look yeah. back on that yeah. so so uh actually maybe, maybe tonight, tonight i'll t- or tomorrow i'll show you right so so it was on two pages um on one page i used to to write down um all the activities i did that moved me towards my goal and i gave myself like a like a kind of a uh, dollar amount that i would reward myself just like play money like monopoly money that helped me move towards the goal and um on the other side i would write down 10 good things that happened in the day Oh wow! Um, Ten. Yeah. So it was. It was. You were like, digging deep. I was. Holy smokes! I was. Uh, and then the and the, there was like a two or three affirmations I would write at the bottom. And uh, when we were making the Fiber Journal, it's a funny story. Uh, we we were kind of really working the the the, the page, right? Well, what are the things we want to have on the page? And uh, the evening questions is three amazing things that happened today. It originally started as five amazing things that tough. Happened. Right. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. This is, it gets better. Right. So, uh, so we're we're working on that. We we start with five, and um, and Alex is kind of is, is is dude like you can't you can't do five. We got to do three. Like most people can't come up with five. <laughs> I'm like, if you can't do come up with five, like they need a better life. Who are life. these people? They need a better life. Who are these people? And then I go home. Hey, you're now sitting across from one of the people. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So so this is so so my parents were visiting me at the time. And I was walking my parents to the, through the, the the format, and my mom goes, "You can't do five. You got to three. And I'm like, "I'm the Why? idiot now. I'm Why? the idiot. Yeah. Okay, it's gonna be three. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah, yeah you, fine. Okay. What's wrong with you? You're living too good of a life. You can come up with five easy. <laughs> no, it's it's not too good of a life. I was just digging harder yeah. for the extra yeah. two. I would have to be like ice maker actually worked today, you know, in the fridge, right? like a positive, you know, no, it's like a, a fifth thing. But it's, yeah. it's a big thing. Cause at the time it's, it's funny. Cause I, we went out with Mike today. We, we saw a few, few properties and we saw a basement property and, you know, we walked in and the door was kind of shitty. And, and Mike was like, Oh, we got to re- replace this door. I'm like, I remember living in places worse than this door. Mm. And that was not so long ago. Yeah. And, and now with those are the days I was, I was getting those to those mm. 10, Right, so it was not because I was living a better life; it was because I was digging deeper into Good you. the goodness mm. that was possible. And every day, Canada, like Canada, was so easy because it's pretty easy. Canada is yeah. incredible country, yeah. man. Especially yeah. if you go to if you go to India, if you go to Bombay, if you yeah. go to the shitty places, you you can't smell. You can't. You need to hold your nose. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Right. So you realize how how some people live and how far some people you know how they live and how they normalize. Well, they love Canada is incredible, incredible place. On this note, I just need to share the story at this point. It was like grade school and they're taking us to Pioneer Village, which was by York University. And they're like, this is how people used to live like back in the 1800s. <laughs> and uh, they came and they showed us like an outhouse and they're like, people would go to the washroom like out in that outhouse. And then they would have a pump that was just like in the middle of the ground somewhere. And they're like, they'd have to pump for their water. Our relatives in Croatia lived in a village with no running water, a well, so no pump and no washroom. You just grabbed some toilet paper and you walked, you know, certain amount of feet for number one, certain amount of more feet for number two. And that's when it hit me in the 1980s. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, how poor is our family? Like, this is how people lived in the 1800s here in Canada? This is how our our family right now in Croatia lives at a lesser standard in the 1980s. You know? yeah. It just kind of plays, it gives you context. It does. And how grateful you can be. And I complain a lot about Canada because I think it could be so much better with some obvious little tweaks. For sure. So no, I'm, 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 guilty, fully, I'm fully, guilty of that, but I'm also recognizing like, okay. like I'm it's, fully it's, with you on that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like there's there, the incompetence that I see yeah, yeah. Is, is real. Is real. It's I'm not I'm not not questioning that. Is is just the alternatives exactly to that yeah. are not many. So I guess we just like live with a somewhat of a tolerance of general incompetence in our lives, just to be aware. Yeah. <laughs> right. yes. Okay, so it's good or bad. So you bake these things into the five minute journal because through your what you're doing, you realize this is a real like success yeah, factor. This is something to really propel people almost automatically to their better life. Is that the yeah. one way of saying Yeah, it? one of the things that was really important for me to do in the business, it makes people's lives better. And it provides a, a platform for me to to live in, in a way that is true, true or true to my being. And so the Intelligent Change was the company behind the Product League Planner and the Feynman Journal did that. And so the Feynman Journal happened. And then we realized, wait, we can take this approach that we took to the Feynman Journal, which is we took all these years of research and we condensed them in a way that made mm-hmm. sense and put it on a page wait we can do that with productivity because because we were also the geeks that were so the good. nerds that were, yeah. that were you know writing that yeah. that every day with your you know pen and paper whatever right there's no shame in that no we're curious we're hungry we want to get better so so we were we did a bunch of that stuff and we're like okay what do we how can we put this together on a page that we want to use it's so good and then we iterated i'm, I'm glad thank you I mean, yeah this is uh it's so good makes like my, looking at that glad. page I, and i learned something from you as well because i didn't know about the concept of the pomodoro pomodoro, pomodoro yeah. 15 minute increments or 25 25 yeah. sorry and that was new to me i was like oh i never really knew about this and made me read about that a little bit more and play around with that i had no concept of that so I was always just the two to three big things every day yeah. that I needed to get done that we've both been pretty good o- at over the years. Um, and that uh, that page that you guys created, was Productivity Planner two pages? No, there was one weekly. Page. Was there a weekly? Set? There was, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, so the, yeah, there's weekly planning where you, that's before right. the week starts, so you go, okay, what are my, my top things for yeah. the week? Yeah. And then you pick from that list and then you plug into your days. Yeah, I love it. If if anyone out there is listening and they need to get, they know what they need to get done but aren't getting it done, I'm sure Amazon still sells it. Amazon's it, intelligentchange.com. Intelligentchange.com. Okay, you can buy this thing. It's like, you've condensed all years of books into just this one page. It's so beautiful. I'm I'm so glad. Huge fan, huge fan. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys put an app together for it too, didn't you? For the journal, for the Farmer Journal, yeah. But not for yeah. the productivity. Planner. We, we we were in the process of doing it, but then we realized we would just compete against the every other app mountain, the 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 Everest of all kinds. The, the productivity app world is a bananas place. Oh, I didn't sure. think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's better to stay off your phone when you're trying to do yeah. that, yeah. anyways, because it's the easiest. Thing. That's why I think the five minute journal is so important. I actually had my daughter doing it um, for a while awesome. um, as well, because you made one for kids. So mm-hmm. I had her, had her doing that. I had to convince her how little time it would take. And then she's like, yeah, this is easy. I'm like, perfect. It is easy. Keep doing it. Then she stopped. Well, but <laughs> but you're, you listening to you, Tom, make me think about, I'm like, I should remind her of that again. But uh, it, when you're on your phone, like just your, your mental capacity and how 
open your brain is after rest and how elastic it is to take something in. If the first thing you're doing is picking up your phone and looking at stuff versus giving yourself the opportunity for gratitude or for some organizational things, just to think about the priorities that you have in life to that day, you know, and I know for me, when I was doing some priority stuff, what I got in the habit of doing at first, I was really bad because I would always book too much in the day. Mm. And then I was always like, I would let myself down and I'd beat myself up because I'm like, oh, I didn't get it done. And then I was already starting from behind the next day. So then when I was, oh yeah, Nick would just beat himself down on that. Yeah. But then when I managed to scale back and be like, okay, I just, I need to get less done in a day. It's okay. I was like, oh, that, that's better. And then what also became important was, um, I don't know what triggered it. Maybe it was Jim Shields. Maybe it was just a stage I was in life. It was like, then I started adding a family portion of that in because a lot of times it was just work. And I'm like, well, this isn't right. Like, why is only work the priority? Like, there should be some other component to it. So then for me, I started kind of adding that on, on a regular basis, which kind of changed things a little bit as well. And Jim is a friend. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I know for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think over time, you just learn in life that there's just endless problems to deal with and endless stuff that you're just, ne- you just yeah, need to choose what you're going to focus on. One of the best uh, times that we went through this best, I mean, it's, it's bad because it was like humorous to me is that we were traveling to San Diego to like one of these marketing conferences. And do you remember when Mike and Ruben came with us and Nick had paid for internet access on the plane? Do you remember what I'm about to share? No, I don't. Oh, and, and you got all up to date on your email. Oh, yeah. You were like fully up to date. And he like closed his laptop so proudly at the end, near oh, the end of the I was so place. happy. I was like, like now I can go I enjoy these three days. Date. I don't have to think of I am day. fully up to date. And he was like announcing this to all of us. And then I got and, a and call. Even, even when he said that, even when he said that, I was like, uh, you know, like, I don't know if you should be like, you know, be on such a high, you know, kind of just keep it. And then we were what at the baggage claim. What was the call? Yeah. You know what the call I, was? I, no, I forget. One Someone of the main people in our business says, I'm quitting right now. <laughs> so we went, he had about 15 minutes from departing the plane to baggage. And Nick was just like, what, what? And I immediately knew what was going on. I looked at Mike, Mike looked at me and I just couldn't stop laughing. And it's so rude, right? Like Nick's like basically kind of like panicking, semi-furious. Like, what are we doing? How are you announcing it to us like this? And I'm just like, yep, that's life for you right there. The moment you just think you've, you know, hit the peak. Is that what it you was? Remember? Really? Was that what it was? Yeah. I forget the call. Yeah. I forget what happened. Yeah. I, totally, I remember Mike. I blocked it out of my mind. Mike and I sometimes just talk about it randomly. Do you remember that day? <laughs> anyway. That so, was a good 15 minutes, man. Let it was. Just the way he held himself. He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm at the peak. But what the product Inbox people, zero high. Yes, totally. Yeah. I don't think just, I've ever reached inbox zero, zero since again. that day. <laughs> now I don't even care. No. Oh, she's like, oh, there's emails. Oh, what can you what, do? Whatever. What you did with the productivity planner is help distill down that to, to, to people, I think in general, is that there's just always too much to do. And if you don't get the focus on the two or three items, one to three items, whatever it is every day, you're just always going to be caught up in the, on the, the bowl, hamster wheel the of, ham- of like, got this to do, got this to do, got this to do. So and then, and then uh, the flip side of, of drive was, I feel like everybody in the room has that here is you beat yourself up. That's the flip side to it, right? Like you're like, Oh, you like to get things done. But then if you don't get it, get it done, the drive just like whips you a little bit mm-hmm. and you go, oh, okay, how do I, how do I? Well, that's also where those types of pl- like planners and, and systems and stuff really value because people that have drive often are, you know, maybe the type A personality person that, you know, likes to cross things off a list. I can't tell you that when I rate things down and then it's done for the day, being able to cross it off. You've always said that. Yeah. yeah. It's the best feeling. Oh, yeah. 
It's, yeah, I mean, I could lay out my day. I could be like, brush my teeth, get dressed. You know, I could just break it out into 50 things. And if I got to cross off 50 things, I'm happier throughout the day because I'm like, yeah, brush my teeth. Yes. You know, like ate breakfast, jackpot. You know, I'm doing really good. I don't know what it is. Man. It's dopamine. It's, oh, yeah. Your brain you rewards you because you've set up pathways. Your brain naturally rewards you for those behaviors. So it's actually really valuable to just like in the morning, just make a list and do that because you're incentivizing yourself for crossing those things as long as those things are well well thought through. And that's the most important part. If you're just doing random stuff, your brain will still give you the same chemicals because right? your brain doesn't know the difference. Even but, for something simple. Exactly. Huh. Right. Because your brain doesn't know, but you know the difference. So you can actually choose the right things on the list and it's a great way to incentivize yourself. So you get a dopamine hit with an accomplishment. So as a human, Yes. Really. Dopamine is the, there are many people on the planet that are much better than I am. This is not my area. Yeah, yeah I got you. I However, got you. dopamine is, is the molecule of more, basically. It's, it's the molecule mm. of wanting. It's a molecule that, that leads to addiction, right? It tells you there's more dopamine in your system. It means you're more motivated to do something. Um, so it's, it's basically it, it, your reward circuits are really well honed for lists. It's a wonderful thing to know because when you want to get something done, mm. you put it on a list and you stick to it and you have like, you've, you've had enough of experience doing that where now it's a honed circuit and all you need to do is use it. So it's a beautiful. I'm going to use it, yeah, both for my son and daughter when the time's appropriate and they need this stuff. These are two tools that I have in my back pocket, the stuff that you have put together, both the five-minute journal and the productivity planner, that when the time is right, I'm going to be like, boom. So but like you're already using it with Ella. Well, yeah, it, it was for a, probably probably a full month or so. Yeah. And then it kind of takes I just feel like it's right? a cheat, like a hack. Yeah. Like here are 1,000 books all distilled down. You can just get the end result benefit of it right here. Exactly. Here you go. And I think just hearing you guys talk, it's, it's something that I think we learned this from Dan Kennedy. But uh, the concept in every day you must work on future income and now income. Mm. That always ingrained really well in us. That, like not a single day could go by with us when building this business, we were like, well, we need to actually work with investors because there needs to be some revenue in the business for this to even exist. So we need now income, mm -hmm. but it, not a day could go by that we didn't do one thing that would generate us income in the future. And every day had to be a combination of now income and future income. And we're both a bit stubborn. So if we didn't accomplish that, I would always go home and less for me on the list of crossing it off. But if I felt I hadn't done something for future income, whether it be writing a blog post that somebody might read five years from now, you know, putting another email out, sending a thank you card to someone, something must be done for, cool. for future income every day. And I feel like we're reaping the compounding rewards of that. Not in any perfect, it's not like we're the masters of, you know, of, of this, but I feel like today we get to reap the rewards of working on future income 10 years ago. And what you see around us, these walls and stuff, these are actually the artifacts of what was put into place in our imagination 10 years ago. Like this office, these chairs, this, this is all stuff that we were dreaming of 10 years ago and trying to work future income. And like, this is all stuff that's in the past and we need to have new things. So it's a long-term gratification kind of approach. Yeah. And so the, uh, let me tell you something cool about this. So when you learn, you appreciate what the way you just did, when you appreciate the results of your long-term um, the long-term results of your actions, the compounding of your actions over time, you make it more joyful to actually participate and partake totally. in those actions in the future. Right? Yeah, cool. You, you feel yeah, that in your yeah. body. Yes, when, you do, when you do it today, when you do it tomorrow, 
you're like, you feel that extra little juice in your body going, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's a, the that's like the upward spiral, right? A lot of people are downward spiraling right now. Mm. Like the that's the upward spiral mm. of of good habits begetting results, begetting yeah. good habits. And that's 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 the game. Mm-hmm. That's the game we want to yeah. play. Yeah, it's uh So so what triggered you then moving on from intelligent change? So basically the, Because you're obviously and, and let me I'll, I'll preface it just with like you obviously like the stuff you were into it. It's yeah. not like you were like you know, I was tired of thinking of how people, how to, for people to improve and stuff. It's obviously. You saw you know, people so. not using it right through the whole year and said, F this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nick's uh, daughter only so. used it for a month. What's wrong with You guys her? only so. used it for five weeks? So, so I, That's I, I, why. I will say, I will say there, uh, there is, there was like some, some frustration there for sure. You know, so the valid, I, I, valid, yeah. yeah, was, yeah. I know you said it was a joke, but but no. at, at, at a certain point, we can see that with real estate because we tell yeah. people a lot of people at real estate, and then they if they don't follow, like, why aren't you like, why are you? Yeah, managing? so yeah. so yeah. to get this uh, pop quiz, so you might have heard this, so maybe not. Um, but pop quiz, so out of a hundred people who buy the Fiber Journal, how many people yeah. do you, do you think actually do it for about let's say a week? A, a so, week? I was going to say make I it through 12, the whole book. Twelve percent. I'm, I'll, yeah, uh, that's too low. It's a, it's not bad. It's it's about ten ish percent. It's about ten ish percent. I believe because um, you get the dopamine from ordering it alone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and, and feeling you feeling it, yeah. and the texture and all and that. It, it is nice, right? <laughs> and you're keeping it somewhere, and people like comment yeah. on it, so you're getting the yeah. a lot of positive. Yeah, you could actually virtue signal a bit with exactly. it, a little oh, bit oh, carried around. Oh, it's the, yeah, the, yeah. Okay, Instagram is all about that. that. That's okay. the, a lot of the yeah, business yeah. is built on. That. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Never really thought about that, but yeah, it makes you sense. know. Look at me. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but I remember when when finally digging into the numbers, and like I was I was depressed for a few days. I, I, was, I was depressed. I'm like, I'm just. But how did you dig into those numbers? You guys just sent up because no service. service. Yeah, we do service, and also with the app, you ha- you see more real time oh, numbers. Oh yeah. Right? So you you see how many people will drop off after this this many days, this many days, this many days. Did you guys start reading what people were writing into the app? No, you can't. <laughs> I know. Can't. Yeah, because uh, it was uh, the first. Uh, was locally stored and the second was was cloud stored and we don't have access to that. What, so then you guys also must have seen a spike at the end of the year, not just for Christmas, but specifically for, well, New, year, for New Year. It was a seasonal business. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a seasonal business, yeah. right? Makes sense. So December, January, life is amazing. And uh, the rest of the time, we're doing fine, but the, you, there's clearly a grasp. Explosion, yeah. You know, explosion during the December, uh, January times. Um, well, as you guys know, you guys are business owners, right? You're thinking about the business all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. The people, the situation, the forecast, the this, the that, what's going on for business development, blah, 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 blah. It's endless. Endless. It's endless. Mind-numbing. Right? And just yeah. think when you think yeah. when you think you have it all handled, the phone rings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, um, so we built it up for for years and years, and, the, and we built the team up, the built the business up, and I'm, my my end game was always I wanted a four-hour workweek business that allowed me to mm-hmm. do the things I want to do with my time. Cool. And um, the business was getting to a place where like I was, that was not happening. And, um, and Alex and I were 50-50 partners. And so it was getting to a point where our visions of how we want the future to look in the business started to change. Got it. And, and then there was, a, there was a realization, oh shit, okay. Uh, we thought, we, thought we, you know, we need to hire management and we, we hired management and we realized how we, where we see our relationship to the business and our, our if, if that's changing, someone's going to need to step up and someone's going to need to step back. And then there was a conversation of, okay, do I want to buy this? Do I want to sell this? How do I want to do this? 
and you know, doing some math, I'm realizing if I if I sell now, uh, I have this beautiful chance. I was single at the time, um, and I have this beautiful chance of of starting over, mm. and and creating from scratch. And it's something I really valued at 17 when I came here for the first time. I could create from scratch. And I could create from scratch without, let's say, the, the, the constant, the, the sickle hanging over my head of like, what am I going to do for rent next month, whatever, right? And, you know, so I was like, I had that option. Now, if I, if I bought or if I, you know, moved into the, the driving position, I would still be in the same position I was for what, like a three, four X increase, but like the marginal utility of a million dollars is not high, especially when you have access to time. The time is the, the absolute, the, the, the incredible commodity that I was after. And I'm still after, um, I have more of it today than, than I did back then. And so I talked to a lot of smart people. And I thought a lot about it. And I was like, I think I'd be an idiot not to sell. <laughs> That's old. Huh. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad I did. Uh, it opened up a whole new um, chapter in my life. It, um, it allowed me to, to read a lot. It allowed me to meditate a lot, which I really enjoy doing. Um, it allowed me to, to find places within I didn't know existed. Um, and it allowed me to spend a lot more time with Justine who I enjoy adore spending time with. probably would have never maybe met. <clears throat> was not. Yeah. Huh. It would not have met. And so all of those things happened as a, as a downstream effect of, of selling and of having the patience and, the and just the good, the, the good sense to, to quit when it made sense to you, Jay, how old are you? 35. When you're 95, what are you going to look back on in life and, think that you did it right like what is going to make you jay at 95 reflect back on his life because you 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 keep mentioning journaling is really important to mm-hmm. you you keep you've mentioned probably four to five times meditating is very important to you so these these are, these are like big pillars in your life you've started a business you've sold the business you've gone back to india you meet justine when you're 95 and you reflect back, what, what do you think at this point? When you're, you're in the monastery as a monk. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What's going to be a successful life for you? And, and I, I, we both hate success, that word. But like what will have made your life right? So when I was about 15 or 16, um, when I was wanting to come to Canada, there were, there were, I could see two, the, the, the arc you know, the, the fork in the road. And if, if for whatever reason I couldn't leave India, I would probably become a monk. Mm. It's legit. Um, probably become a monk because, you know, I started asking the big questions early. Um, and I was, I was very shocked to hear that adults were not able to answer this. Uh, what the fuck are they doing? What is going on? They can't have, who, what is this game called life? What's, what's winning mean? What does winning look like? Because nobody I look, I look around me looks like they're winning at all. Yeah. And, and what, like, what, what they have, I just intuitively felt there was, 
there was a, a deeper layer that existed that I was hungry for. And um, the thing that matters the most to me is seeking truth. Seeking truth. Uh, so if you want to seek truth on the outside, you study science. Right? You study math, you study science, you study the building blocks of how you make things up. Everything in the room here. Well, not anymore. Now you, just, now you just listen to what people tell you and you're supposed to believe it. There's no more science. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? You said the building blocks. All, all of the mics here, all the technology is built mm -hmm. from that. If you want to seek truth on the inside, you get quiet. It's the only way. And, and when you get quiet, in the beginning, it's not fun. It's not fun. It feels pointless. Well, it's not fun because there's, there's not a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. It's just like when, when you lift weights for the first time, it's not fun. You don't know what you're doing. You're like, oh, how long is it going to take? I'm like, oh, does it make sense at all? Right? All those things. Um, but when, when you allow those, those waves to pass and, and you, you get better, um, there's my experience is there's beauty. There's beauty and truth and stillness within that all great traditions talk about. It's they're all talking the same language. They're talking different languages. They're talking about the same thing because people don't understand them. Everybody is getting their pennies in a bunch. It's amazing. It's amazing. Arguing over it. Yeah. All kinds of nonsense. And so to me, I think the most important thing is to go deep hmm. and seek truth. You know, there's this great uh, line, I think it's by Dan Sullivan, all progress begins with telling the truth. Hmm. And I really believe that. And I, I, I say it over and over again, because it's such a fundamental thing for me. Um, if all good strategy comes from truth, right? This is why I love good thinking, because good thinking can be transcendental. It can help you get out of the mind instead of get into the mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Can, can you... He says good thinking like we think about accurate thinking. Mm -hmm. He's using it in the same context. Yes. Yeah, but my, my, what my question was going to be was, you know, there, there, there's truth. Like, you, can't you overthink something? Because if you, if you continue you can. on that path, you can. then you can limit your growth by staying stagnant on one topic, one, one idea, whatever it is. Right. So there's, there's, there's a balance that has to be struck that you But he's find, not talking about achievement. No, no, but I'm, I'm talking about finding truth. Right. So like if you, if you've at some point in time, you have to come to terms with like, okay, my belief now is that I have found truth in that and I can move on to something else that I want to then go deep in mm -hmm. as well or whatever, because otherwise can't you like, like, do you know what I'm going layers deeper though? You're going, I get it. I just, get what you're saying. Like, stop it. But yeah, yeah. I, I understand that yeah. too. But I'm just saying like that, then I feel like in some ways you're almost spinning your wheels. If you, if you go, if you go too deep, you, you're limiting your growth potential because you're going so deep in one area versus can you then expand? And maybe there's value to that. There is value to that too, but his they, satisfaction, if I'm reading him right, it's not coming from growth. Though. No. It's coming from the continual iterations and peeling back the layers of finding this universal but it's in time. But truth. I guess what I say is in, in multiple different areas. It's not just like you're thinking about one subject. It's like a large thing that you're breaking down into different segments. Let, let, me, let, let, me, let me clear this up. 
<clears throat> very simply, is when you get quiet, there are layers of your psyche that, that become active because they have not been paid, paid attention to, right? Um, this is why there's a great quote by Blaise Pascal, all of man's problems come from his inability to sit in a room quietly for an hour. It's true. And, and when someone has the courage to do that, and they have the courage to take a piece of pen and a paper and write down all the thoughts that come up, that's courage, right? Uh, most people won't do that. When they do that, they, they write down the scars in their psyche that, that have existed because life has hit them in a certain way, and they've been unable to deal with that. Um, the truth I'm talking about is capital T truth, which is a sacred thing, is when you start to peel away, you have the ability, everybody here has the ability to peel away the, the layers of, of the psyche enough where in silence you start to feel something that makes you cry. Hmm. Right? That exists. It exists. I've experienced many people have this experience. I've had this experience. It exists. And for the longest time, I ask a lot of questions. I call bullshit a lot, right? This stuff, it took a long time for me to realize it wasn't bullshit. It took me many years. What is that state ah, feeling? That's, that's, that's the question. That's a beautiful question, right? That's, that exists, right? Now that question, that, what that state itself is a place I can't explain to you. It's, it's hard to explain because... It's, it's like explaining a new sense. Like, how do you explain mm -hmm. um, color to a blind man? You can, you can use analogies. Analogies is the best we got, basically. Um, the way my, my connection with it is you, you stop seeking things on the outside. Uh, or the psyche, the way we're trained the whole lives, right? is I want this because it's going to make me feel better. I want this because it's going to make me feel better. But then slowly, it doesn't happen all at once, you realize, you turn around, and you go, if I want something, let me just seek it on the inside. You, your relationship with that silence, we're just going to call it silence for now, becomes deep and beautiful. And some people, it's, it's the thing of a thousand names. Right? In every religion... It's talking about the same thing. The people who don't understand it are confusing the hell out of it. But it's actually very simple. It's, it's that allows us to be relaxed and calm. You're reminding me of when I first went into sales, I had no sales experience, no, no uh, you know, organized or professional sales experience, I, get, I guess. And I had a big quota. And I was journaling every day and meditating already at that time. Nick and I went to meditation camp. I was in Toronto Central Library. I was 13. Cool. He was eight. Our mom. Yeah, our mom was like in a jungle with a shaman doing ayahuasca before anybody, before that became like a trendy thing to say. Our mom was like, I'm, I'm going somewhere in a jungle and I'm going to take some plants or something. We're like, mom, what are you doing now? But anyway, so we've always been exposed to that kind of, you know, thinking that meditation that camp was really interesting for uh, for me for me i think for you too 
You yeah, were younger though. You were, but younger. even at that age, I still remember. I, I remember using memory pegs. I remember yeah. using like your internal alarm clock. And yeah. I, was, I was. It would be a game. Like I thought, my this is our mom's idea. It was fun. As, but at an eight year old, it'd be like, you set your internal alarm clock and see how close to the clock. She you even can bought get stuff that put on us to get and, our, our. And it worked. Does yeah, work. And the memory pegs and stuff. Specifically, the two things I remember at that age were the memory pegs and the internal yeah. alarm clock. Were and then it, um, names and there was there a couple was a, other things that, that we we'll use from there. She would hook things up to us. This sounds crazy, yeah, but uh, right. to to uh, get our our brain waves. I think it was like theta, beta, theta. Yeah, it's I, a I, electroencephalograph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we would get to a certain state. Then you would see a movie screen in front of you, and you would picture yourself in this room, and you up on the movie screen you would see the life that you wanted to be living and it would be playing out there's all these things and if you had a health concern you would see yourself lying down on the bed and you're like you're healing yourself like it was all that's right it was all this wild weird stuff real stuff but i really enjoyed it yeah. anyway i get into sales so this is a very superficial example okay i get into sales i'm still meditating and journaling and i'm like how am i going to hit this number but then i was like oh i remember some of these techniques and some of these things i read so i'm like I'm going to hit this number. I'm going to stop worrying about it. I'm just going to observe almost from a third party perspective, the things that are going to happen that are going to allow me to hit that number. And it's going to be fun to watch. And I detached from like worrying about hitting this sales quota. I know this sounds crazy. And definitely anyone listening to this at this point, that thought I was crazy and be like, this guy's totally off his rocker. And I was going to Oracle and some deals were falling through on me that I had committed. Like I needed these deals to go through. And I remember thinking, I wasn't freaking out at all. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fascinating. What's going to pop up to replace these? Because I know something is. I can't wait to see what's going to replace this. Like, this is going to be mind blowing. Amazing. And I would leave. And this sounds, I know it sounds so ridiculous. And then I would just meditate on that and think like, I can't wait to see what unfolds in front of me and how life is going to like solve this puzzle. So I know it's a very superficial example, but it, it was like a time in my life where I was, you know, meditating, thinking about something kind of in the superficial real world when it comes to a sales quota. And it all, I hit my quota. I knocked it out of the park. I like, my old sales manager is actually sitting diagonally across from you right awesome. now. He's right Right over there, and uh, I crushed it. And uh, you know, there's correlation, and who, who knows, but it was just a way for me to manage my life and the world that really was had no pressure and joy, and it was a really unique way to look at things. And I don't know if I'm making any more sense anymore, but it was it was a lot just, of sense. It was just a fascinating little experiment for myself that I've never forgotten. So, so two things I'll I'll, I'll mention. One is going to respond to that, and second, I'm going to come back to your question because I don't think I fully answered your question. I value answering questions fully. Um, what you did there with meditation is you have, there's this great quote by, um, Viktor Frankl between stimulus and response is this beautiful gap where all good stuff when it comes to being human happens in that gap. When you expand that, that gap, you expand it with meditation, gratitude, practice, movement, all kinds of stuff that pulls your, your consciousness up, expands that gap. When you expand that gap, when life happens and whatever life, the whole, whole, all of life is superficial, right? That's what it is. However, when you expand that gap, the stimulus that comes in, oh, these guys canceled uh, the contract, whatever. That's just stimulus, right? You expanded that gap enough where you had this ability to go, whoa, whoa, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. It felt like, right? Yeah, yes. You had that. Yeah. It's just like strength training for your spirit. Yeah, that's a good right? way to, to say it. Yeah. It's strength training for your spirit because you, you have that ability, that little buffer to go to deal with life just more smoothly. You know, it's like having stabilizers for your car. Mm -hmm. just like a little extra, 
extra just smoothness in your trip. Life is going to be bumpy. We know this. There's nothing you can do to change it. But you can get some extra shock absorbers, mm-hmm. make it a little nice in there. Um, the second, the, the question you asked is about the, the 95 thing. The thing I care about is to touch something, something deep in someone and wake them up to the possibilities that exist within themselves. I love that stuff. That really, cool. really yeah. gets me going. And, and an intelligent change, the business, like we did it in a, in a very specific way. Um, very practical way you did advanced yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm practical as shit. This is, <laughs> this is my life. Um, and, and now I'm, I'm, I'm doing it in, in, I guess, probably a more unconventional way. Um, you know, I'm learning music. Uh, both of us play instruments. Oh, cool. And uh, it opened up, actually, after a long meditation retreat. It just kind of blew open. And now I'm, I'm getting piano lessons and, and I have two instructors. Uh, she's playing the piano, uh, the, the cello. And, oh, wow. uh, and so we're, we're making music. We just enjoy the, the experience of making music. It can be transcendental um, if done in the right way. And a lot of singing. A lot of singing. No way. Yeah. Very cool. And, and that, that for now doesn't, doesn't necessarily have a hope of, of, of creating something other than pure joy. Um, but one of the, I'm doing, uh, I've got a couple of other projects that I would rather not share on a podcast that I'm working on that inspire seeking truth, inspire a search for what is the foundation. I love the root cause analysis of something because kind of to, to answer your question around like, what if, is, can you ever go too deep with something? Um, overthinking is a symptom of anxiety. Right. So what happens when someone's anxious is the mental faculty starts to go and it, and it keeps going and keeps going. It doesn't have a stop point because the anxiety still exists in the body. But when you're thinking accurately, you get to the root cause and your thinking is done. It's done. It's, it's, it's There's no more, to, exactly. no more to think about. When, when you cut that thing off the list, it's done. Mm-hmm. So you just move on to the next thing without being beheld to that process of thinking because it's going to make something okay. Um, so the mind is just, you use it as a, as an instrument to, to get to where you want to go. But the seeking, the seeking is not in the mind. The seeking is in you, right? Like when you, when you care about, when you have something that you wanted to do for years and years and years and you do it, like my favorite example of this is, um, so I'm not, I'm not too much of a USC guy, but I used to watch Anderson Silva like religiously. That man was a beast, and it's it's quite sad how it, that whole thing yeah. ended. But when when close, he was closer to the peak. Oh my God, his movements oh, is his the 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 mastery of of body and mind and a spirit would would just like blow me away. And and the title fight, right? And this is this is my favorite part. This title fight when he win, he used to win those you saw a grown Brazilian fighter at the height of his career on his knees, weeping, right? Just like uncontrollable, uncontrollable tears. That's tears of meaning. 
That's a man that got what his spirit wanted. You can't, you can't make that up. It's not, you can't manufacture that, Mm -hmm. right? That is someone who got what, that he seeked that with all his spirit. That was not a mental thing. He trained every day of his life. He gave his entire being to the sport, right? It was almost like a religious, spiritual activity. You don't get to be at that level if you're not dedicating everything to that, right? And, and when the mind, at that point, the mind gets out of the way and, and there's just pure being. It became beautiful. His fighting wasn't yeah. fighting. It wasn't brutal. Dancing. His fighting was beauty. Yeah. yeah. There's grace in it. Yeah. Um, and he was having those moments of the feeling you're talking about. Yeah. He had that moment of achievement. It all kind of came together. Yeah. It was a transcendent. It was transcendent watching him fight, you know, it's kind of why I brought that up. You're an interesting dude, UJ. <laughs> You're an interesting dude. Thank you. Justine, I know we roped you into coming. I don't know if you were planning to to come on to this podcast. We roped you into this. I don't know. If you, <laughs> you know UJ, obviously. So you Fair knew well. likely where this conversation was going to go. I don't know if I knew where this conversation was <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's interesting. It's going to be fun to see you guys over the next, I don't know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. The path that you're on, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to, to watch where how this evolves and blossoms it's exciting it's also uh it's been a super interesting experience for uh for both of us because we met during covid mm. just and before right before no way. literally as covid was about wow. to descend upon the world well, there you go maybe it worked here lock you down together there you go. <laughs> yeah one way to test yeah. you out. <laughs> yeah, like each other yeah, yeah. Hey, we're gonna try we'll try a little experiment here <laughs> Yeah, the experiment was successful. Yeah, obviously. And, and, yes, uh, yes. We and went from meeting in person for the first time to living in the same place in like less than three weeks. Wow. So you met in India. Were you living in Toronto before that? No, no, no. Oh, no. She was, she's American. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, from in the U.S.? I grew up in New England, so New Hampshire, oh. Oh, Massachusetts. Cool. Wow. Maine. Oh, yeah. Boston Bruins, yeah. Patriots. That's all I hear. Yep. That's oh, yeah. I lived <laughs> in Boston for a long time. Oh, did yeah. you? I'm sorry. The door's right there. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Boston has had too many sports victories. We yeah. Yeah. I'm a tr- lo- lifelong Toronto Maple Leafs fan. You cannot, we can't even, even if you're not a Bruins fan, we can't yeah. even, you know, just talk Just because you're it. from the area. We yeah, it's, just, I'm sorry. it's a scar. It's a scar. My, when I'm 95, if the Leafs <laughs> won the cup, my life will be complete. You know? That's a very superficial. I'm just going to put I'm I will, I will drop and cry. <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. I tell my kids, I'm like, you don't understand. If the Leafs win the cup, there's going to be a party. There's going to be a huge party. He's like, Dad, I don't even know if they're that popular anymore. The Raptors are way more. I'm like, no, there's more of us out there. We're just quiet, suffering, <laughs> silence. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's such a pleasure to, to cross paths. I mean, I feel like... Uh, there's so much more to talk to you about. You guys are going to have to come back and you're on a journey. I know you're, you know, you're, you're on another stage of your journey. The crossing paths with us is a little, little step in that journey somewhere. So we're going to have to keep talking to you and keep, uh, if you're willing. We're happy love, to be. Yeah. Would love we're to. we're going to be around anyway, because we're going to come by. Yeah. Check you're, out yeah. Properties. You're talking to Mike. And we know where that ends up. So uh, <laughs> we, we know what you're going to be doing in the future, whether you know it or not. We know what you're already <laughs> right, doing. Right. <laughs> I know you guys know this, but you have such a great team, a great space here that really oh, cool. holds Thank the you. energy of the vision that you're holding. And it's wonderful to see people coming together to create, places that people can live and create 
families and communities and you know it's like it's not just about making money or you know you know reaching certain levels of success or whatever that means but it's it's really about like these are the foundational components of of a of a good society, right? As having a place to live, having a place to be safe, having a place to raise a family, having a place to connect, having a place to be and express yourself, and you know you've got a lot of uh, hands in those those spaces coming yeah. to life. Thank you. You're cool. too Thank kind. You. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Sometimes Nick and I in in business, like any business, you look around, you're like. We want to throw this table that we're sitting at upside down, <laughs> turn off the lights and be like, that's it. We're done. Well, I th- I think it, I think it's it, been a good run. <laughs> yeah. I think if it was just about a bottom line. We, yeah. We would have. It would have been done already. Yeah. We've been gone a long yeah. time ago. We were, you know, it's, it, it's the big, that gets per- old after a while. And you know, after you've, you've been through with the business and everything mm-hmm. you've done, you see like if, when it's just about that after a while, that's like, okay, that doesn't fulfill anymore. Right. There's gotta no, be more. To there's it. gotta be more to it. And, and for us there is right. And something that we can potentially talk about, uh, next time is since, since I exited, I, I really got interested in, in understanding how to allocate capital effectively. Um, cause now finance all of a sudden became super interesting. I have no idea why. Um, and, uh, I've learned so much. It's been such a cool journey to, to take. And like, so if, I, if you already like th- accurate thinking, thinking with money is just like now just making it fun. Now it's just too like too much, <laughs> right? So uh, yeah, usually when Nick and I talk, we usually end up talking about investing in some way or it's shape or form. One thing, yeah, yeah, something you know? comes up. Um, so it's a lot of fun, but you know, see, Nick talked to you about the money. I talked to you about the meditation. It's the best. <laughs> good we stuff. Both sides. <laughs> it's good stuff. Last time we were chatting, I was walking over to it was to pick up the, the truck, and I remember I was talking to you. And I was at the side of the bridge over Trafalgar, and I just just hear the over the, the QEW. Yeah, there, over the yeah. QW, the, the cars going back and forth. I'm like, UJ, I'm sorry, it's so loud. Oh, I remember I, that. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah. Just like I'm like, I, can this guy hear anything I'm saying? <laughs> sorry, I had to go for this walk while I uh, while we were on the phone. So um, anyone who wants to track you on what you're up to, your escapades, and is there a place to go or no to wait to hear from you? a good question. Um, if you go to ujramdas.com and just put your email in, uh, probably sometime in the next couple of months, uh, I'm going to reemerge. I've been in hermit mode for the last little while. You really have been. Like, I have been. Yeah. 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 I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, but I feel like the, 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 the pieces are in place for me to slowly emerge in a smooth way. Um, cause I, I love my solitude and I love my just peace so much that is like, why get out? I'm like, it still makes sense. Yeah. I would still, I love sharing ideas. I love like sharing things that make people's lives better. It's kind of my nature. Yeah. Cause hearing so. you speak, you don't seem very introverted or anything, oh, no. but you can, but you obviously treasure those time, those quiet times alone to think and stuff. Um, so yeah, you're an interesting mix, UJ. I, I love I love speaking. I love uh, sharing ideas. I love I actually like it when the the light comes on in someone's not just eyes but their spirit. Yeah, when you can see right? it yeah. and you notice it. Sure. Right. There's there's so there's awake is not just sleep and awake. Right. Awake is a spectrum, and just like sleep, asleep is a spectrum. Um, there's some some a lot of people awake right now that are that are more asleep than awake. Right. <laughs> But, but moving that slider closer and closer to awake is just like, that's my true north. How do you define this? Sorry, I know we, we need to kind of wrap up here in a second, but how do you define awake? Like, how would we, because I agree with you. What is awake Ooh. just being? Well, let, let's talk about yeah, the stimulus yeah. response in a second, right? So, you, so, so if this is asleep, mm-hmm. right, you go, you start expanding that, that's a little bit more awake. 
You start expanding that, that's a little bit more awake. You start expanding that, that's a, little, a lot more awake. It's your, the, the, the gap you have, the control and the freedom you have on the inside mm. determines. Control. Hmm, I never thought of it that way. Right? Or the awareness, just the ability to choose your, your reactions to things. Yeah. Right? That's freedom. Right? Like when something happens, like, mm, that's you a know, good way. I like that. You're yep. both married, right? Mm. So your wife knows, your wives know, right? You guys are smiling because you know what, what's coming next, right? If she says something in a certain I have way. No idea what you're going to say. I, I disagree. <laughs> I uh, for the record, disagree with whatever is coming out of your mouth. Next, okay? Right? That's free. The, the ability not to do that, to surprise her, that's freedom from yourself. Yeah, that's like the that. stuff I really give a shit about because it doesn't matter how many how much money someone has in the bank account. Someone could could be worth a few billion if they can't even maintain their own composure. Sure. What have you earned, yeah. really? God. What have you earned? Feels like a waste. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, that that stuff I really care about. That's wealth. It's inner wealth. Next time, Justine, I swear we're going to get more out of you as well. So for the record, it was you. Yeah, for the record. But we totally appreciate you being here and contributing like you have right now as well. So thank you. And UJ, real pleasure getting to know you better, getting to know more of your story. And uh, yeah, the impact that you're, you've had on us, something that you've started is going to be lasting. And I think you know that. Um, but you've given me selfishly some really powerful tools to be able to use for my family. And I feel it's going to impact their lives. So thank you for what you've done in the past that it will live on now beyond you. So really, it's, a, it's a very much appreciated. So thank you for what you've done. You're welcome. No, it's been an honor to be here. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, cool. This was thanks, fun. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey everyone, hopefully enjoyed that episode with UJ and Justine. Really appreciate them taking the time to sit down and share those thoughts. I, I, I really truly enjoy that kind of discussion. So thank you both for doing that. And if you are listening to this and you want to dive into the world of real estate investing and you're not sure where to start, especially if you're in the greater Toronto, Southern Ontario area, you can check out a bunch of information on our website by visiting rockstarinnercircle.com. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.